Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome to another hour of Provocative Enlightenment. An hour around here that we say is all about inquiry, reflection, tantalizing questions, remarkable possibilities, a conspicuous dissonance, and more. And, and normally I do a very long setup, but we have joining us today Jay-Z Knight in the second of our two-part episode, and we left off with so much information yet to cover that I want to just get right to it. So I want to w- welcome Jay-Z Knight to the show. Welcome, I, Jay-Z. I am honored to be here for our second hour, and hello to all your listeners. Well, and we're honored to have you here, and I truly mean that. I know you do not do many of these, and... uh yeah, and and I I feel very blessed that you would join us in kicking this uh, provocative enlightenment series off. In our last hour, we we talked about a number of things, but we basically left off with how the mind creates reality. Uh, why don't we just pick it up from there? Okay, one of uh, for all your listeners, if you come to hear Ramtha, or you come to a beginning school date, you know the the beginning uh, school date lasts from Wednesday through Sunday. You learn an enormous amount of knowledge, but more than that, you learn to do what most people would think are impossible. <clears throat> we start with an education, and I want to, to just educate your listeners a little bit if they don't already know this. When we talk of, first off, we are in our natural setting a ball of light, and as a ball of light, we are at the center of this enormous orb rotating that in those bands of rotational uh, uh, fluid light is contained our history, our knowledge, our wisdom, everything. We are at the center of that. Now, we are a spiritual being that incarnates into the flesh. We wear our brain. We're in our head. Remember that. We're in our head. We wear our brain. Imagine yourself sitting in your office at your computer screen, and your computer is downloaded with unlimited programs. But in the computer screen, uh, in our brain, is called the frontal lobe. Now, we're in there processing information from the computer brain. and If we understand the computer brain, how did it get its information from the World Wide Web? Or maybe we should just say from seven levels of consciousness and energy, seven levels. Remember, light has got seven levels to it, and it's our frequency base. And remember, secondly, just like information comes off the World Wide Web into your computer, It's coming off of a frequency. But what's on the frequency? Information. And so your computer is actually set up to decode that information that's traveling on frequency. One huge misconception in New Age, Enlightenment, spirituality, whatever you want to call it, is that it speaks of light as a light. It speaks of consciousness as one consciousness. When, in fact, if your computer runs off of frequency and it decodes that information in a download mechanism, 
your brain works the same way, but even greater. So consciousness and energy are the frequencies that the brain uses. Just think of all frequency carries information. They're inextricably combined. In other words, you can't have consciousness without action, and you can't have energy without direction. So it's a movement of thought. Now, think of it then in this way. There are seven levels of frequency that start as Hertzian, where we are currently, that go all the way to the apex called infinite unknown. Within the band of light is Hertzian, infrared, which is the psychic frequency, light, where people talk about dancing in the light, ultraviolet blue, the singular most important frequency of our body, X-ray, gamma ray, infinite unknown. These are all the aspects of light, and they're all frequency-based, and they're all unique. Now, if they're frequency, they're carrying information. If they're carrying information, <clears throat> they're conscious. So our brain was created to function in neurologically in seven levels of consciousness and energy, seven different unique frequencies, unique information. Picture this as a computer that has downloaded all possible information. And understand that's what your brain is like. And remember, we're wearing it. We're sitting in this head. We're bringing up the screen, and we're bringing up the program. Now, if you get that, then we can connect consciousness and energy to the liveness, the liveliness and the metabolism of the brain itself. So in other words, there's a part of the brain that in infrared, which is faster than the frequency we're in, can actually determine the future. We actually know what's going to happen that day, next week, next year. And all we have to do is turn that on, click it onto our computer screen, and we get the information that comes up on the program that we get to see that tells us what's going to happen tomorrow or the next day. Now, <clears throat> we also, in our midbrain, which we call the psychic brain, that is an easy area to develop. But this takes, this takes a little discipline. It means we have to close out our emails, you know, reading old emails, making right. new ones. We have to close it out in order to turn on the new program inside of our brain. And if that's true, then our brain is already processing a dynamic, infinite amount of data that is connected to seven whole levels of actionable energy that the brain can, can decode at any time that you bring up the picture. Now, having said that then, why is a thought so important? In other words, why is a picture important on your computer screen? Because we're looking at it. And if we look at it, it's called observation. And in quantum physics, light waves, remember there's seven levels of them, right. light waves collapse into viable mass or particles the moment we observe them. Our brain needs to process pictures so that we collapse that picture into physical reality. In other words, we see a new picture and we focus upon it, what's going to happen in our day, 
is that that information in the form of a people, place, thing, time, or event is about to come into our life. Because we saw the picture, we focused upon it, we manifest it in our life. That's how we create reality. So we've learned something new. Seven levels of consciousness and energy match different aspects of the brain are like a computer. Next thing, how is it that by seeing a simple thought, a picture, that we augment reality? What makes us divine as that ball of light wearing this beautiful body that we've incarnated in is, is that how do we change? Fundamentally, we change first by new pictures, new information. We get that by new knowledge. If we look at the picture, how does that affect the environment? Because we're all, nearly 7 billion of us, walking around observing. But what thought are we observing? Are we just living in emotion? So we are chronic victims of our environment, and really we're the ones that created the environment to victimize us. It's a lawful action on our part. What we know is that we now move from the computer screen to the environment. The environment is status quo. It is how we need it. It's how we see it. It's how we feel it. But if we put a new picture into the environment, how is it that the magic happens to make that picture a viable experience? And that moves us to a new science called quantum physics. And quantum physics is important. Now, don't go to sleep, all of you out there in the audience. <laughs> Don't have Nobody's to study, going to sleep, don't, Jay-Z. Don't have to study mathematics on this one. Just understand this fundamentalness about the weirdness of quantum reality. This is how weird it is. <clears throat> all potentials exist simultaneously. All time exists simultaneously. And that in any one place, we can collapse an energy into a particle, and that particle has what's called destiny. That once we wire that picture into our brain, that particle grows to become a viable aspect of our reality. Now, if people say, that's not true, go before you have an armchair criticism and check out a book on understanding the observer effect in quantum physics. So who's the observer? You are. I am. All seven billion of us are. So whatever we observe, we take energy we don't see with this information, and make it into things. We draw people in our life. We create opportunity because we are frequency-specific with what we made. That's called destiny. It's coming because we thought. So how we view the pictures becomes the fundamental art of being the observer in quantum physics. So now, is the observer and the ball of light in our brain the same entity? Yes. This very same entity. Just science has used the term observation because only in observation can we call, can we collapse light waves or waves into viable uh, particles, the tiniest bits of matter. So now, if we understand that, let's refresh what pictures we see on the screen in our head create the viable pictures in reality. And so then, why, why are they there? So we can experience them. Why do we have a body that we can touch, smell, hear, taste, feel, embrace? 
something that we created intentionally. This is the power of intention that some talk about. Once we create it, how is the body going to experience what we created? It's going to experience it by electrical chemical responses. That gives the overall human emotional effect to something we made. That information goes back to the brain, is stored in in the hippocampus, is called short-term memory. And short-term memory is logged in with a feeling. And we go, oh, my heck. Oh, my heck. I, I, I experienced something that I wanted to happen. The experience is called the emotion. That's how we made it live. But the emotion is only experience. The great creator is the observer and the light in our brain. So now, if this is true, is our mind the pictures in our head? No. The mind is the result of the pictures in your head. It's the ground of being. In other words, your reality, people, places, things, times, and events is all vibrating at your unique frequency. And in that ground or on that stage, when you add the new picture, the picture belongs to you because it's also vibrating with you and it appears on the stage. The stage then is the collective mind of who you are. We are not the mind of what we think. What we think creates the mind we are. But the mind is inclusive of material reality. So now we come back and say, all right, so I think I've got this. So what is it I need to start doing, first and foremost? Throw out your beliefs. Just throw out your beliefs and say, all right, how can I put this to a test and see if it works? And I say, start by creating your day. And by creating your day, you move to a new place in your brain. You go, my heck, I'm moving to a new place in my brain? Yes. Let's forge a new program on the computer. That is who you want to be, that you've never been. These are all the things you would like to do. But being them means you have to do something. And by doing it, your experience will give you what you want to be. And so we call that moving to a new neighborhood in the brain. And so in the school, we teach. Rampa teaches it, and I teach it, and the teachers teach it. You want to do something remarkable today? You create it, but not just any way. You can't wish it into being. You have to be very specific. And with that, I want to quote Science News on DNA Changes and Psychic Consciousness. And this yeah. is a new research that came out of Russia that actually links consciousness to DNA. Do you need a break? No, no. All right. I want to hear this. Okay. Bring it on. So the paper says, in short, according to the findings of the Russian scientist, the Russian branch of the Human Genome Project, headed by renowned Dr. Pijor Kajorsky, the genetic code follows the same rules found in human languages. Right. By modulating certain frequency sound patterns, and remember the key word is frequency, on a laser ray, they were able to affect, literally, and influence DNA frequency. In other words, genetic information. And the most interesting aspect of their discovery is that simple words and phrases 
can work just as well as laser beams. Man literally reprogrammed his genetic blueprint through words, which explains why affirmation and hypnosis can have a powerful effect on mind and body. So this little study you can get online if you go to Alternative Spiritual Spirituality Suite101.com article. But they didn't write it. They simply printed this finding. Now, what is Yeah, that's a science news article, isn't it? I'm sorry? Well, isn't that originally a science news article? No, it is a science news article. This oh, okay, so it is a science news article. But okay. you can go to your computer and download uh, the Russian branch of the Human Genome Project, and which is headed up DNA changes uh, by words. And right. you can find the original paper. Now, what is important about this is <clears throat> let's go back to the picture on the computer screen. And then let's say, okay, this is what I want to do today. This is who I want to be. I've always been healthy. I've <clears throat> always been a genius because I download the future. I've always been radiantly, or excuse me, I've always been fabulously wealthy. And I've always been 30 years younger or older, or whatever you wish. Just a, a small sampling. That's and you would magic. say, you would say, your argument, I know what your audience is going to say, but I've never been those things. But yes, you have been. Let's go back to the computer program in the brain of consciousness and energy that has already downloaded that information in your brain. You already have it. So when we, when we truly start to wake up, we realize, I already have this in me. So today, I am going to say, I have always been radiantly healthy. Now, when you say those words and picture them on your computer screen, I, next word, have, next word, always been. When you look at your computer screen and see those words and then voice them, they become the wiring of the new neighborhood, the new self, the new you. And if you look at each word that you say as if you were in a trance, that means the trance day only means that the observer's looking at the thought inside the brain. And if you do that at least three times, you will notice a phenomenal side effect occurring in your body. We like to call it glitter. When glitter is happening, that means change is happening. And it also means your DNA just heard that. So what has been a chronic illness, what has been a chronic problem, what has been anything you want to name is now a DNA program. Ill health is a DNA program. But now that you say this, that you've always been, because the information's in the computer, you now have just changed your reality. And then you go to the next one. What does it mean that I've always downloaded the future and I'm a genius. You're a genius because first, you know how to be present. And secondly, when you know the future, when you know the future, you will become uncommon and unordinary. And what part of your brain is going to start opening up to feed you information? What some would call intuitive hunches, some would call precognitive dreams, some would call second sight. Whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. All it is, 
is that you've given permission for infrared frequency, which is the future, the next level in light, to actually flow its conscious information on your computer screen, and that's how you get it. Then you can change it or see it. So now we have a discipline here that we teach when Ramtha is out in the world or when the teachers in the school are out there, and they teach you how to create your day. And furthermore, how to change your life by moving to a new neighborhood. And we teach that to people. But we only teach that to them in the segment of those days after we have demonstrated to them that they're remarkable. And we do that pretty easy. We take total strangers in the audience, pair them up, have them just look at each other, separate them, and make them partners in sending and receiving. And we teach them remote view. It isn't a class that lasts five days on remote view. It happens in an hour. We show people that they already have this. And with that truth, then they understand how to create their day, how to change neighborhoods, because now they have proof that they are remarkable and it works. So this is what our school is about. Our school is about teaching people the science of brain, consciousness and energy, mind, DNA, destiny, and the future. And with that, not just philosophical. Can't get young just with philosophy. Can't get wise just with philosophy. You have to manifest it and experience it. And we teach everyone here how to do that. And last, let me just give you what the advancing group in the school is doing. We have students in our school. We have over 11,000 people that are active in the school right now. We have students all over the world that learned through knowledge, experience, how to open up their brain, and you put a deck of cards in front of them, shuffle them any way you want to, and they will move into that trance, and they can tell you, if you leave in all the jokers, they can read 54 cards out of 54. Every Every event, we have students, hundreds and hundreds of them, who have learned the discipline of reading cards. They, the shadow of the card itself actually appears on the back. Now, what do they do with that? That's just a discipline. But what have they learned to do with that? Some go to the casinos and make their fortune in roulette because <laughs> they see the number on the felt or on their hand. And they, they're not gambling. It's just they've extended their discipline. Some go to the racetracks, win all their money at the racetracks. Others download technology, knowledge, and are using it in their life. And others have saved their lives by seeing accidents that are coming, illnesses that are coming, things that are relevant to them that they have been able to change. Our school is under scientific study. It has been for a long time. So science doesn't understand how all these students can find their cards blindfolded in a field, hide anything from them, they will find it blindfolded, no matter where you put it. Shoot archery and hit the bull's eye blindfolded. Or do remote view, sending and receiving 
or read a deck of cards in front of you, no matter how you shuffle them, pick up the cards, whatever cards, they'll read it in front of you. And a lot of other incredible things. And a lot of other incredible things. Another one of those hard breaks. But when we come back, you know, we're going to pick this up some more. We're going to go on. The school, by the way, for everybody out there, you know, take a look at it on the Internet. It's uh, Ramtha School of Enlightenment. I would just go to www.ramtha, uh, that's R-A-M-T-H-A, uh, .com, and there you can go through and you can look at uh, some info about Jay-Z and look at this school. This is a wonderful uh, session. We thank you very much, Jay-Z. We have to take a break now, pay some bills, and we'll be right back after these commercial messages. Be right back at you. Life is a journey. Each choice we make takes us down a certain path. But what if you found out the choices you made were not in fact your own, or that hidden forces have kept you from reaching your true potential? Are you ready to break free? Read Eldon Taylor's New York Times bestseller, Choices and Illusions, now revised, expanded and updated. Many have praised Eldon's breakthrough work. Actress and author Linda Evans said, He's given us the tools to transform our minds and therefore our lives. Actress, author and advocate Lindsay Wagner said, Enjoy the journey. I did. Psychic medium and author John Edwards said about choices and illusions, Read this book. We are living at a time when people are searching for answers to fundamental questions in their lives. This book can be, if applied, a roadmap to personal enlightenment and empowerment. I believe it can tune in the frequency you are currently operating on. More important, it helps you see that you can manifest change. Choices and Illusions is available from all fine bookstores, including Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. For more information, please go to www.eldentaylor.com forward slash choices and illusions. Get your copy today. Your life will never be the same. We are all very aware of the power of belief, but are you aware that many times it is your inner beliefs that cause you to sabotage your own dreams and goals? Success is so much more likely when your inner beliefs are in line with your outer goals. And now, using Eldon Taylor's InnerTalk technology, you can do just this. InnerTalk is a patented subliminal technology and is the only such technology to be researched by numerous independent universities and institutions, including Stanford, and been demonstrated effective at priming your self-talk. There are hundreds of titles to choose from, ranging from weight loss to esteem, organized and efficient to prosperity and abundance, attracting the right love relationship to winning sports performance, Accelerated learning to accelerated healing. Eldon Taylor's patented InnerTalk technology is your key to success. Check it out today. Visit www.innertalk.com. That's I-N-N-E-R-T-A-L-K.com. InnerTalk.com. Unlock the power of your mind. This is Provocative Enlightenment with Eldon Taylor. Welcome back. If you just joined us, uh, 
My guest today is Jay-Z Knight, and we've just been discussing, and well, indeed, if you've been listening to this show, you have been getting a lot of wonderful information, a book's worth of information, life-changing information, and you've been getting it absolutely free. We've been talking about the school, romp the school of enlightenment, and talking about uh, the power that resides within you to change even your DNA. Uh, at, at the beginning of the very first hour, I said to Jay-Z off the air, I, every time I see you, you get younger, you get more beautiful. How do you do that? And I think she was just wrapping up, just telling us exactly how you do that. You want to pick it up from there, Jay-Z? <clears throat> how do you do that for yourself every day? Okay. I'm uh, 63 years old. I'm a grandmother. Uh, ironically, I always wanted to be 50, and then once I was 50, I always I loved my 50s. Once I was 50, I wanted to be 60. Um, <clears throat> but I don't look it and, it, and and there's no cosmetic surgery in the world that can make you look this way because it is about DNA changing. So one of one of the disciplines that I do, and I start, and by the way, when I create my day or I affirm who I am. It's really important first thing in the morning to affirm who you are because Ramtha <coughs> excuse me, makes a joke about when you work, wake up, you don't know who you are and you have to go look in the mirror when you're going to the bathroom to remember, oh yeah, it's you. Okay. That's absolutely true. It's like, you know, turning on your computer in the morning. Okay, where was I? All right, back to emails. You know, that's what we do. And if everything we think matters, and, and Ramtha uses this term, what you think, remember thoughts, matter, remember, just remember energy in the quantum field collapsing into particles that represent what you think as matter, then <clears throat> first thing in the morning, it's really important, you know, to say who you are today. So one of the disciplines, now I, I do my walk at 3 a.m., but I'm not asking your audience to do that, but... I do my walk four or five times a day, um, but first thing in the morning, I say, I have always been, all the things I say, and then I say, I've always been 30 years younger, it's in my genes, <clears throat> I've always looked this way, and um, I say it not as a mantra. See, here's the difference. <clears throat> People will go, okay, well, then if I mantra all day, if I just keep repeating things all day. It'll work. No, it doesn't work that way because our brain, like our computer, is very clever and actually <clears throat> more clever. We can actually be playing a side program while we're thinking of other things. And I know you do it, Eldon, and I know everyone in the audience is listening to this. Is funny. You know, you can be doing this chant, but then you'll be thinking of something else. It's almost like the chant is on automatic. Well, of course it is. Our neural net, the way we're wired, is automatic, just like the programs you've downloaded on your computer, you hit a button, they come on automatically. So are we. This is, this is good news and it's sort of disturbing news because all we do is click into what we look at. We go, all right, then you're sick today, you don't feel good, you're late for work, or you're this, you're that, or I'm happy, whatever it is. That's a program in the brain. It really, we're really wired to be who we are. And <clears throat> when we start to change, we have to say who we are now. And when we say this, we get wired with brand new neurons. Now, get this. If you 
are well well let me go back first to the chanting mantra. Okay. If if people do this and they think they're doing and they're being spiritual, it's just bull. People stare at a candle and they think they're enlightened. That's bull. Because they're staring but they're thinking. See, it's what we think that is crucial here to what's being observed in our head. So these trick programs that play and make us feel good, you know, it's sort of the happy spiritual program playing is background noise, but we're not really thinking about that. We're just doing it because we have to do it. What is crucial is what's on your screen. So you have to say the word and you have to be present and you have to see the words. You have to see each word. And the reason we do it three times, three times, poof, you made your your wish, we do it three times to hone our presence, that we literally don't jump ahead, that we stay with each word. Okay, so we do that, then we're affecting our DNA, you know. According to the findings of the Russian scientists, the genetic code, I mean, really, follows the same rules found in human languages. It does. For example, our code, now get this, our genetic code matches identically the wiring in our head. So you can imagine, we think we're a slob, or we think we're no good, or we think we're guilty, we think we're bad, we think whatever we right. think is a code that affects our health by making proteins that lack the substance to continue life. So we start aging. So our body hears us. And if, in fact, we understand that language by speaking what we say, Ram calls it the lawgiver, when we speak these words, I have always been 30 years younger, it's in my genes, I'm observing that, so quantitatively speaking, my DNA moves to a new program. So it says we're 30 years younger. All right, we're going to move and rewind this, and we're going to work 30 years younger. That's what it does. And so by modulating certain sound vibrations, as they did on the lasers, they were able to influence DNA expression. And I think the most interesting aspect of their discovery is that simple words and phrases work just as well as lasers, for heaven's sakes. People literally program their genetic expression through focused words, and that's the key. So in other words, in other words, this is not a mantra. This is intentional change that your DNA is listening to. And, and the change. key operative word is brought about by presence. That's presence. The, it, presence. Yeah. Absolutely. There, there is, and you probably know this, but there's some new software out that uh, has actually been developed by psychologists because we we now know we have the hard uh, data in that, uh, you know, low-level words uh, actually predict uh, large-scale behaviors, and, of course, that includes illnesses. So it's just another piece of information that... <laughs> that coincides with the Russian research that shows very clearly that the, that our language, um, you know, tells you who you are. What you say is a reflection on who you are. What your thoughts are, your inner talk is basically who you are. Absolutely. What you will experience. Absolutely. Just remember, Alden, computer in the brain. You're yeah. looking at the words. What you say matters. So it's a... 
but but the one thing all your audience should see and what they can do right now when they're listening to you after this program's over, they can go and say, all right, well, I'm going to try this. So I'm going to create my evening or I'm going to create the rest of my day. And just maybe the only thing is they're going to say, I'm going to be present and be a genius. But they do it three times. Maybe I have always felt better. Just to try for yourself. But the key is don't sit back and judge what you're saying. Be present and do it. And then allow the day to happen. Be open-minded. Allow in the open-mindedness room for your observational thought to manifest. And that's extremely important. So once people know that the truth is in them, they're all over this. When people that do this remarkable work in school are the happiest, most blissful people, and it wasn't because they got a new guy in their life or a new gal in their life or they made a billion dollars. When they know they can make money, it becomes irrelevant. What the bliss is, is that they are in love with themselves and for the first time in a long time, are on their side. So it is how you say it. When we, when you sit down and say, all right, I am going to change my life. All right, darling, let's do this. So write down four things you would like to be and always have been. And write them that you've always been them. And say them first thing in the morning. Say them at work when you're going for your next cup of coffee. Say them at lunchtime as you're walking down the bathroom to wash your hands, just say them. You do a lot of you do a lot of undermining in silly talk. How about intentionally? And right before you go to bed. Walking is the best is the best way. The brain is more plastic, neuroplasticity when you're walking. Right. And the last thing I want to say on this topic is, all right, so how do I rewire the brain? Well the brain gets rewired by this, you grow, every one of you are going to grow new neurons that start out as stem cells in the hippocampus. And why is that? Because you don't have the new wiring necessary to be who you say you are. So when you start this afternoon, tonight, tomorrow morning, but you're consistent, you have to do this for about I think research mice was 11 days. I think Ram says 20 days. So for 20 days, I mean, what else are you going to do? 20 days, you say who you are. But don't do it as a mantra. Do it intentionally present with each word until you start getting excited. That glitter tells you you're on, you're changing. Now what happens is, so the brain takes stem cells from the hippocampus and they start to grow in a 20-day period in mice. It's 11 days. And every day that you keep saying it, you're growing. You are growing. It's called neuroplasticity. And the most fabulous part of this is, is that once that is a full-grown neuron, it's a baby neuron, once it's fully grown, guess what? It doesn't loop around back into your old wiring. It goes to elsewhere in the brain. You know where it's going? It's growing to fit into those aspects of the brain that always have had that knowledge so that that stream of thought, that new program, gets automatically wired into the brain. Now, is that awesome, Eldon? It's it's more than awesome, Jay-Z. And, and you know, the bottom line is 
even if the explanation, and, and this is just being devil's advocate, as some of my physicist friends would say, even if the explanation were to be faulted in some place, the fact is you do do and do show your people to do exactly what you claim to do. Well, that's, I think, listen, Rump the taught us all of That's the bottom this. line. Oh, that's, that's where the rubber meets the road. That's kind of why thing. all the scientists are studying the school, and as you know, have been, because we're doing the remarkable here. Now, you, you know are. what? I love, I just love to get down and talk to those physicists. Because, you see, <laughs> I can walk, to, they're going to go, well, nobody can say, you know, what this is. But I will tell you something. Most of them agree that if the regular person out there, you and I and everyone in the audience, really got on this, most of them say, we don't want everyone to know that they're the observer. Because if they are, it's like giving the atom bomb to children, the recipe <laughs> to make an what? atom bomb. That's literally what they think. So they will refuse to connect consciousness to quantum physics. But I look at them and start laughing, and I say, well, what is observation if it isn't consciousness and its intention? And they don't know how to tell you. So then they double talk and back talk. I love it. It's the most funnest dinners I've ever had. But I will tell you that you are the observer, and they don't want to connect you with what right. is a third of our economy out. made uh, from quantum computing? I mean, a That's third right. of our economy is based on the observation of new technologies made viable. They don't want everybody in the world to know that they're powerful. You understand? That's right. Of course I do. And it isn't all of them. We shouldn't paint them all in there because there are men like Hayes. Oh, who, no, listen. Who... I have Go had ahead. the pleasure of talking to the all. And they okay. like to dismiss me, but they can't. But I have talked to some lovely ones who on the QT do admit that, but their funding for their projects, their their uh, oh, yeah. uh, university their professorship is on the line, everything. So sure. I look at them and I say, I understand. This is risky business just to admit this to me. So you have to follow the beehive concept. You understand? I do. I, so of course the I do. Reason, I understand that The reason well. why people throw rocks at us and everything, all that BS, is because we're doing the remarkable here. And it isn't gifted people. It's extraordinary people. We have a student that where she walks, when she hits that trance of the torsion field, you know, things start levitating in the air around her. It's really very ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And but that's, that's why they're my studying point. it. So why yeah. does Rampa say that God is in us? Well, you can't be a God unless you're a creator. And that divine that's in us, you know, and then people say, oh, no, 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 that's blasphemy. And then Ram will turn her back and say to you, do you not agree that your God separated the dark from the light? And they'll say, yes. Do you not agree that God created heaven and earth in seven days? I absolutely agree. Then Ram says, and what did God create it out of? And people go, well, stuff. No, no, no. <laughs> if God is all in all, then the stuff created was God itself, That's brought right. into life. And so, you know, you just go to a pure the reason to get it. singularity divided itself and created everything. It created everything. So, Ram says that we're divine because we're creators. And, you know, that is waking up. 
And that is what we all long to be, individually secure in our journey. You know, one of the things that I think is very impressive uh, for anyone that may have doubts about uh, what you do or what the school does, and, and you know, there there is an old saying that if you don't want anybody to criticize you, well, don't do anything, when you have done monumental things, and so there are plenty of folks out there that would like to poke their shots. But I think one of the impressive things that for any doubters that would question this was a study that was done, I believe it was in the late 90s, and it had to do with the electromagnetic activity. I have a copy of that, but I, I don't have it right here at my fingers. You, you indicated earlier that you actually leave your body. Yes. And that science has proven that. And it was it was through the electromagnetic activity that surrounded Rampa as he entered your body that they did prove that. Is that correct? That's correct. More or less. Okay. That's correct. Tell us about that, would you? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> when Rampa was... Well, Rampa was an icon in the 80s, as many people Still will remember. Is. And he is actually the one responsible for coining the term channeling that is now everywhere in our lexicon. It's ubiquitous. Right. People use that on the news. He coined that term. But the term was very specific. <clears throat> when people would say, well, now go into the trance, and I say, I'm not going in the trance. I'm going to leave my body. Nobody ever heard of that before. Or right. they would say, you know, uh, I know you're standing here and watching Ramtha talk. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not standing here. I'm not watching him talk. I'm not here. And so Ramtha one day, he said, science will come and prove me and you. And that was a prediction that we have copywritten in our library. Okay. And so Dr. J. Gordon Melton, who is the preeminent religious scholar who wrote all of the books on the Encyclopedia of Religion, had come up here on another matter, but was so anxious to hear Ramtha talk and watch what happened to me that in three hours when I came back to my body, he said, you need to sit down. And I go, why? He said, I watched him explain the Gnostic teaching that was lost except through Valentinus. And I went, oh, is that what it is? He said, yes, it's called the Tree of Life. And in three hours, and he was so excited that all of his colleagues around the world were notified because the church had had uh, had persecuted and murdered uh, any Gnostics. other thought process other than their own, which would continue right. in a in a psychological assassination through religion. That would, I mean, the church gave children the right through religious venues to do the same thing, but. In those days, they thought it had been abolished, and the, all these scholars came from everywhere and said, "My God, this is this is incredible! We have found the lost Gnostic school." I didn't even know what Gnostic school meant. <laughs> anyway, he and his scholars, and he and he got the best scholars in the world from every persuasion which Ramtha taught: history, psychology, neurology brain uh, neurophysicist, a quantum physicist, a classical physicist, and religious uh, scholars studied Ramtha for two years and the teachings. And they all came in their turn. Ramtha had them participate in the disciplines, not just to observe him, but to see if it worked, if it worked for right. them, 
so they could understand what the students were going through. Then at the last part of it, <clears throat> I was put through a psychological battery of tests by the, I even took the Stanford Gold and was the first person in their understanding that it ever scored the highest on it. I was hypnotized by, uh, uh, by psychiatrists. I went through all these other tests, but the greatest test, Dr. Stanley Krippner and his team came up and they're the ones that had, had <clears throat> organized to test the depth of mind of yogis and Buddhists and some right. very remarkable people around the world. And this was, uh, Dr. Gordon's dream team. And they made no bones about it. They said, you know, whatever you say doesn't mean anything until we test you. And if it tests, then we'll listen to what you have to say. So what they did essentially was they were going to wire, which they did. They wired my body uh, for nine different channels and hooked them up to a battery of computers. They had taken other tests prior to that. And I said, well, where do you want to do it? And I asked them to do it in the arena because I had nothing to hide. I mean, you know, if I'm going to be a fraud, everybody in this school is going to know it. But I already knew from years of leaving my body that true channeling is the abdication of that ball of light in our brain. And then another presence just works the brain. And REM is not in the body. He's working the lower cerebellum. So he's activated that computer and keeps everything going, but abnormally so. So they wired me. I left my body. And they had already read me in terms of this nine channel. Think of the nine channel is a very sophisticated lie detector, <clears throat> but with more information on it. And it's all hooked up to computers that are computing this data. Right. Now, what and happened was, minute, so what happened was I left, oh, oh, back up, they had tested me three different times prior to this lead test leading up to Ramtha. So biologically and neurologically, they knew what I was like, that I was right-handed, for example, because the temperature was right. higher in my right hand than in my left hand. My heart rate was at a normal rate, my body temperature, normal rate, everything normal. Uh, but that was my signature. Uh, so when they went to do Ramtha, I was gone so fast. The computer was logging me in. But the moment I left, just like people who die, uh, the computer crashed. All those computers crashed because Ramtha was right there, and the data was so extraordinarily different. All these computers went down, came yeah. back up with this astonishing reading. My heart dropped to 36 beats a minute in a matter of seconds and then shot up to 180 beats a minute uh, while sitting. The and body temperature more. dropped, so the temperature was Jay-Z. the same in both hands. Once again, we're running out of time. That book by Dr. Gordon Milton that you're talking about is Finding Enlightenment, Rob the School of Ancient Wisdom, correct? Yes. Okay, and 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 it is an absolutely amazing study. It it's online. But let me just say this. Let me just say quickly, please. That was please. tested three times. They said we don't know who he is, but we know you're not a fraud. And when they tested the world's magnetic pulse, the moment he came in, they were testing 
quite a ways distance. Uh, yeah. I didn't know it. Uh, there was a large spike when he came and when he left. So Check it out. It's Ramta.com. The show is provocative enlightenment. We're out of time. Join us again next week. I hope you're here. Good night.